calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey everyone. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is a podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about the White House. So grab your Resolute desk. And let's get civical. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I'm Lizzie Stewart. And I'm Arden Walentowski. And it's mid-February, my least favorite time of the year. There's literally so little to look forward to in this chunk of the year. It's it's profound. Every time Febu- mm-hmm. mid-February arrives and I get the worst of my seasonal depression, I always Mm. have the audacity to look around and say, why am I so sad? And then it occurs to me that, ah, it's mid-February. The days are short. The days are cold. And I am stir-crazy. Stir-crazy. Because you (laughs) realize that, like, it's a full two months bare minimum before you can, like, be a full-ass human who can go out and do stuff. Especially Mm -hmm. now. You know, it's like... What can you do? You can't do anything. Can't do anything. Can't you do, can't anything. do anything. Except walk around the block, which yeah. I can only do when it's not freezing and it's been super windy and we had a blizzard yep. and I'm just truly all the elements have aligned. My mom texted me that Mercury is in retrograde and she I'm is. like, yep. okay, okay, Mercury, we meet again. Yes. We meet again. Hello. So good to see you. Please Go back to your regularly scheduled programming. I would appreciate. Please. I would appreciate. I beg of you yes. to please stop doing this. You do yes. this twice, three times a year, every single year. Yes. And I'm surprised by it every single time. <laughs> I'm always like, it won't affect me this time. No. It won't affect me, papa. And it always does. It always does. So, oh. yeah. So you could say that, you know... I am at my worst um, in the month of February, but I think that's a common thing. I feel like who yeah. likes this month? 
If you like this month, why? I think maybe the people who have birthdays in this month are like, February birthday month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than that, I'm very curious. Very curious as to other than your birthday, what redeemable qualities this month has. Nothing. Okay, great. Great. So, you know, we've settled it. We've settled it. And so today we decided we'll do something fun, something light. Yes. One of our favorite things to do is talk about buildings. I would say it's up there with when we get to talk about wars. Yes. So we decided to, to do the most notorious house in the United States, you Quite could say. Quite possibly the most famous house in the in the world. world. In yes. the world. We're doing today's episode on the White House. <laughs> Which, those are the trumpets that are going to sound when I first step foot onto the White House grounds. Because I've never yes. been. Have you been? Um, I've been to, not to the White House proper. I've been to, like, Lafayette Park and, like, seen Was the White House. Was it with me when we went? Are you doing that thing again <laughs> where you talk about a time in D.C.? And I was fully with you. <laughs> no, I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about the time before. But yes, we also did go to the White House sure. to Lafayette and Park looked together. At, looked at it from afar. Looked we at did. It from afar. We did. But ne- never have done the the official tour. Uh, as I've said in previous episodes, I've never been invited personally to sort of stay there, stay the night, uh, have dinner. Weird, I think. Yes. So before we jump in, I just want to remind you guys that you can rate, you can review, and you can subscribe to us if you like all the chitter chatter that we do about U.S. because we love to see it. So before I start talking about the White House itself, Arden, do you want to talk about today's sources? I would love to talk about today's sources. They're two Good. of our, our one of our longtime favorites, and then you know a recent one that I've come across. Who I think this is its second appearance, but full of pictures and great information. So this is all coming from history.com and the White House Historical Association, which we love. We love. I mean, yep. you have you have to have one, right? Like if yes. you're going to be the White House, you legally have to have a historical association. A lot of history. It's- it's in the register, 100%. You have to associate with it. It's in the register. Yeah. You got to have, there's paperwork for everything. Paperwork yep. for everything. So let's talk about the original building because as we talked about in our episode about the War of 1812, she burned. She burned. She's gone through a lot. She's had different things happen to her. She's had add-ons. So let's talk about the original structure, sort of circa, you know, 17, 18, Hamanashah, early Hamanashahs. So this is coming from history.com. Quote, not long after the inauguration of President George Washington in 1789, plans to build an official president's house in a federal district along the Potomac River took shape. So they're like, let's go. Let's get a house going. George, who we love, needs a place to rest his head. A contest to find a builder produced a winning design from Irish-born architect James Hoban, who modeled his building after an Anglo-Irish villa in Dublin called the Leinster House. Leinster House. Trying to do it with the Irish accent. 
The Leinster House. The Leinster House. L-E-I-N-S-T-E-R. Hlein. Lane or Hlein? I think it's Line. I think it's Line. I'm going to say Line. Yeah. Leinster. The cornerstone was laid on October 13th, 1792, and over the next eight years, a construction team comprised of both enslaved and free African Americans and European immigrants built the Aquia Creek sandstone structure. It was coated with lime-based whitewash in 1798, producing a color that gave rise to its famous nickname. Very on the nose, I would Very say. Very on the nose. Very on the nose. Do you know what it is? It's a White House. Shall we call it the White House? We love it. White yep. House. Built at a cost of $232,372, the two-story house was not quite completed when John Adams and Abigail Adams became the first residents on November 1, 1800. So famously, as I'm sure we all know, the fun, fun fact, George Washington never lived in the White House. Didn't finish it in time. George is like, you guys, I'm done. I appreciate the effort, but I'm just going to take a little handful of popcorn shrimp and kind of get out of here. And you can have my <laughs> friend John, who never had a hug in his life. He can sort of, he can break it in. We love it. Thomas Jefferson added his own personal touches upon moving in a few months later, installing two water closets and working with architect Benjamin Latrobe, Latrobe, to add book-ending terrace pavilions. I, I think that's great. He was like, I want to go outside and sit. I want to go outside and sit. Having transformed the building into a more suitable representation of a leader's home. Okayhistory.com, dang. A more know, suitable really representation. On. Come on. Jefferson held the first inaugural open house in 1805 and also opened its doors for public tours and receptions on New Year's Day and the 4th of July. Quite the hostess Mr. Jefferson was, which I love. I love. So that's kind of the original building. And then, of course, you know, the British, the British came. The British came. Yeah. So... He loved a party. He threw some public tours and receptions. Great. We love it. It's, as we call it, the people's house. Invite mm-hmm. the people. Invite the people. Get them in there. Get them in. in there. And then, as Lizzie said, in uh, during the War of 1812, the British burned the White House down. So rude. So petulant. So like, you know what? Fuck you. Mm-hmm. We may have lost the war. We may be losing, but you know what? We're going to burn your house down. We're going to burn the so house petulant. down. So petulant. We're going to burn, burn the down. house down. We're going to go and eat the food, and then we're going to burn the house down. Yeah. Let's see what you have to say about that. Mm-hmm. So this is all coming from the White House Historical Association. So just a bit about the fire and what happened with the White House in, in the immediate aftermath. So at the beginning of 1814, the United States had been at war with Great Britain for a little more than a year and a half. Angered by British interference with American shipping, which we talked about in our episode on the War of 1812, impressment of sailors and affronts to U.S. sovereignty, President James Madison led a a divided nation into war. Yes, he did. Sweet little James. It was a back and forth. It was a three-way fight. It it was messy. Go listen to the episode on the War of 1812. It was messy. On August 24th and 25th, 1814, those days were black days for the United States military as British forces handily defeated American militiamen at Bladensburg, Maryland, 
captured Washington, D.C., and put the United States Capitol, the President's House, a.k.a. the White House, and other prominent public buildings to the torch. Dang, they were efficient on those two days. They're like, we got it. Yeah, it's like, all right, all right, we got the Capitol. Let's burn everything down today. Yes. Today. Not a moment to spare. And quite honestly, that would be my approach as well. If I'm being honest, like, cause just what I can't, I can't stand. Well, I mean, to just act quickly, right? Like, we mm. don't know how long we're going to have the Capitol for. Let's not dilly dally. Let's not wait till sunrise. Let's get the job done before we go to sleep. Let's get it you done. Know? So I'm not against, I'm not against how they handled it, but man, oh man, did they accomplish a lot in two days. In two days. They really, they really took charge of the time that they had. Mm-hmm. So even as the British invasion of Southern Maryland and marched to Washington in August of 1814, threatened to bring war to her doorstep, Dolly Madison, who's James Madison's Mm. wife, determinately went about business as usual and showed impressive courage awaiting her husband's return from Bladensburg, Maryland, uh, where he had gone to the battlefield to observe the troops. So, like, James Madison is in Maryland overseeing the troops and Dolly Mm -hmm. Madison, who, like, all the stuff that I read about her in preparation for this episode, it's all like Dolly was the best. Dolly had she it going great. on. She got Big shit fan. done. Mm-hmm. She was ahead of the curve and she like mm-hmm. held down the fort at the people's house at the White House before it was burned. Yep. Yep. Eventually, though, they saw the writing on the wall and Madison, President Madison is still at the battlefield. Dolly is, and I'm sure staff were basically like, Okay, we got to get out now. There, the things go. are on it's fire. Time. There's smoke everywhere. Here. We're traveling by it's... horseback in carriages. Yep. we got to go. Sort of get everything together. Pack, pack yep. the car. Pack the it's car. Time to go. We got to go. Well, There's no yeah. time to make sandwiches. We just yeah. got to go. We'll kill a pheasant down the like way. When you're it's evacuating fine. for a hurricane, it's like, okay, yeah. we finally reached the point where it's yeah. here and it's going to be a category five. So it's let's kind of pack yeah. the car and like let's get on the road. Let's get. Get to some high water. Yeah, let's get, yeah. You mean high ground? That's what I mean. That's exactly what I mean. High ground. Let's get to higher water so we can (laughs) continue to drown. Let's just ride the top of the wave if we could, please. Let's just get the boat. Get the boat. Let's go by, let's go by sea. Let's go by sea. (laughs) So Dolly's holding down the fort at the White House. Madison is on the battlefield. So... There's like some controversy about like how about the the flight routes that they took from their various locations, and because they're coming from different places, obviously they were like trying to get to each other. And there's not a lot of evidence about where they stayed. A lot of it is circumstantial. Many of the stops along the routes that Dolly and President Madison took separately are no longer in existence or are privately owned. So mm. hard to check. Hard to check. Sure, sure. Keep yeah. those secrets. Yeah. You're a private homeowner, keep those secrets. Keep those secrets. If Madison stayed at your house, that, I mean... Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Keep don't it... Don't say a word. Tight, tight-lipped. There was also intense development of the region in the 20th century, which greatly impacted the historic integrity of the route. Basically, we made roads. Roads. We the built roads. fucking roads. The on roads the came along. The that they took from the, very, from the White House and the battlefield. Ruined everything. The roads always do. So on the afternoon of August 24th, 1814, President James Madison, as we said, was on the battlefield at Bladensburg, Maryland, when British troops overran American militia forces. Receiving word that General William Winder had called a retreat, he made his way back to the president's house. 
After assessing the situation, getting a fresh horse, and packing a few items, he escaped from the city, taking the Georgetown Ferry to Mason's Island and crossed over the causeway into Virginia. So he's I like, just can't imagine. I gotta go like pack up the car. <laughs> I've gotta get the car. I've gotta pack up the car. And then you get on a ferry? The slowest mode of transportation that is has ever been in existence, and I can't imagine was much quicker in 17 and 1818 or 1814. Also, having, sorry. Having been on ferries, I'm like, you, you put the parking brake on. Horses don't have parking brakes. Did they stand still? Did they, they stood st- there? <laughs> these are, I mean, these are the president's horses. You have to imagine that they're trained enough to stand still. To stand still? That has to be the basic. What, are you going to have a horse that just wanders around? It's just, you're the president of the United my States, My horse would. Sakes. My horse would be all the fuck over. Oh, of course. Of course. We would have very independent-minded horses. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't want to stand still. I want to I don't want to be here. here. Why did we take the ferry? I can go faster. Yes. But you insisted on taking the ferry. Yes. This is your fault. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. It's, um, yeah, it's an interesting choice to be like, okay, we have to flee, like capital F flee. Yeah. Let's get on the ferry. Let's get on the ferry. <laughs> Let's get on the ferry. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. No. Oh, all right, no. James, I'm with you. Okay. Next time, take the, the Porsche. Next time, take the Porsche. Take the Porsche. Good God. Mm-hmm. Good God. Take anything. I mean, seriously, anything that has more than like one horse engine. Also, because, like, this is before steam. This ferry has to be man road. Am I wrong? <laughs> oh, or, maybe it's coal. Wait, what? What was before steam? Maybe How it could be ship? coal. Is it, it wind? <laughs> it could, it could be, it could Are be there sails? Are they burning wood to churn the thing to make the boat go? I don't think, I don't think you, I don't think you burn wood i don't know how that works i thought it was like coal then steam but i don't know but before before that it's just flintstone style either manual rowing or (laughs) sails like wind wind in your sails show me a ferry boat with sails that is hysterical that boat is going nowhere fast is how did this ferry that james madison was on trying to flee the british how did it operate (laughs) How is it getting from point A to point B? I'm just trying to understand the structure here. I'm so here. curious. I'm so curious. So curious. So yeah. curious. If you know, if you're, <laughs> if you're transportationally minded and you know what was before coal, hit me up. Let yes. me know. Let us know. Dying. I'm dying to learn about this fairy. Because I'm going to go to bed <laughs> thinking that they, like just imagining that they Flintstone styled their way across this river into Virginia. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't think it would be with the legs. I imagine there would be paddles involved. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I'm going to picture it with the legs. I imagine them the just legs. like, there's like a bicycle thing in the water that churns the water to act like a, sure. like a fin. Like, like that's like, what I imagine. Like one of those lake boats that you yes. can pay $15 to a paddle boat. <laughs> that's what they had. That's for sure what they had. That uh-huh. you can just wade around into the Central Park Lake in. <laughs> that's oh how they God. got, that's how they escaped the British. Drunk Boy. off need, I am sure. I am sure. I am sure. Anywho, uh, so he's on a ferry. He's, he's on a ferry. On a ferry. He's getting out of here. He's Perfect. getting to Virginia. And Dolly also, there's like, there's actually great maps that are on the White House Historical Association website that like kind of map out where they, like where, the, how they got to where they ended up. And basically like, you know, Madison 
kind of like heads west and north and Dolly leaves the White House and heads east and north. And so they end up meeting in Virginia. Considering that it had taken nearly 10 years to build the first White House, it was remarkable that James Hoban was able to direct a reconstruction of the house in slightly less than three years. So because well, we've done it before. We've done it before. We've been we've here. We've done it before. If we can remake the Liberty Bell, we can rebuild a White we House. We can remake anything. Uh-huh. We can remake anything. Yep. We know where the quarry is. We know yep. what stone we're using. Just bring back the same people who did the first one. Let's yep. just replicate the process. We don't need to troubleshoot anything anymore. Let's, no, we did this. We've been here, we've done, done that. this. We have the blueprints. They're etched in ink. This was, uh, they could rebuild the White House so quickly it, it was possible in part because some of the stone walls could be reused. But the main sure. reason, sure, sure. But the main reason was that Hoban altered the structural scheme of the house by substituting timber for brick in some of the interior partitions. He was like, you know what doesn't burn? Brick. Brick. Perfect. Because he was thinking ahead. Yeah. I'm, James Hoban is a guy after my own heart. He was yes. like, all right. We've had this place burn to the ground. Yes. Let's build it again. Yeah. But now let's take that into account. What if they come back and burn it to the ground again? He was an Irishman. He was like, I get these Brits. These Brits mm-hmm. like to fuck shit up. They like to burn things. They like to set things on fire. It's the whole very, they're showmen. Yep. I love it. So he replaced the timber with brick. Seems an excellent logical conclusion to rebuild a house that was burned in a fire. Great. The shortcut saved time, but produced a weaker structure than the one George Washington watched over the construction of in the 1790s. Okay. (laughs) Drag him. Drag him. Drag him. The ill effects of this decision would cause the virtual demolition and rebuilding of the White House some 130 years later in 1948 to 1952. Okay. Dang. Dang. Let's drag James. I, I don't know. I'm with James. Again, I'm not an architect, but I don't blame James for looking at the White House parchment plans and being like, okay, I feel like timber may not be the way to go this time. (laughs) I don't want to have to build this house again. No. That's probably what he was thinking. He was like, I'm only going to do this twice. Yep. You only get one more out of me. So let's make some modifications so that if they try to come and burn it again, we're not having to do the whole thing. Was it the right decision? I don't know. I'm not an architect. Listen, I'm it just did saying last I get it. for over, it lasted 130 years. Like, how was right. he to know? How was he to what? know? How was he to know? They built the fucking thing on a swamp. They like, did. They did. What? He can't he do anything everything about that. Yeah. Did they he can't ha- do it. They didn't have concrete. They didn't lay foundations mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. Like, let the poor man alone. I know. I know. I'm on his side. He's and one man. He is me but too. one man. He is one Irishman. One Mighty. Irishman. Mighty. But one. We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God. And we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. So 
speaking of that, let's talk about the renovations that have been made over the years. So this is all coming from history.com. Upon resuming residency in 1817, so this is, we've rebuilt it three years later, James Madison and his wife, Dolly, they're back in better than ever, gave the home a more regal touch by decorating with extravagant French furniture. Because nothing says anti-monarchy like extravagant French (laughs) furniture. I do love that they were like, but just just to really get that knife in a little bit deeper, let's, you know, we're going to rebuild the house that the British burned, and we're going to put some French things in it. We're going to fill it with the French. Mm-hmm. We're going to fill it with the French. Yep. Look, Dolly can do whatever she wants. I'm just Dolly, saying, I think it's funny. Dolly was great. She also, I thought I put it in here. She also was like, as they were fleeing, she was the one who like took the famous George Washington portrait oh, yeah. out of the yeah. White House and like... Took it with her. Yeah. She was like, here, put this in the trunk. We're going to want this later. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let it get destroyed on the ferry. Don't let it get destroyed. Don't let it get destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Infamous story. Infamous story. Continuing with renovations. The building's south and north porticos were added in 1824 and 1829, respectively, while John Quincy Adams established the resident's first flower garden. Sweet, right? John. He was like, nobody will love me. No. I'm going to go be with my flowers. I love a good, I love a good rose garden. I want a chrysanthemum. Where are the hydrangeas? I ordered hydrangeas. Ever take care of an orchid? It's very high maintenance. (laughs) (laughs) You have to be gentle and resilient with them. Exactly right. Yep. Subsequent administrations continued to overhaul and bolster the interior through congressional appropriations. For example, the Fillmores, <laughs> forgot about President Fillmore, oh, yes. added a library in the second floor oval room, while the Arthurs hired famed decorator Louis Tiffany to redecorate the East, Blue, Red, and State dining rooms. I mean... Talk about breakfast at Tiffany's, am I right? I know. Let's get fancy. Fancy. William Taft hired architect Nathan Wythe to expand the executive wing in 1909, resulting in the formation of the Oval Office as the president's workspace. Okay, Nathan, shout out. Yeah. In 1913, the White House added another enduring feature when Ellen Wilson, wife of the nemesis of the show, Woodrow Wilson. Yes. Although we have nothing against Ellen. We don't have anything against Ellen. No. We do not have anything against Ellen. Just Woodrow. Just Woodrow. But she added the Rose Garden, Mm -hmm. which we all know and love today. A fire during the Hoover administration in 1929 destroyed the executive wing and led to more renovations, which continued after Franklin Roosevelt entered into office. So not only did Hoover sort of help destroy this nation's economy, but he also helped destroy the um, <laughs> White House. He also couldn't sort of prevent the fire. He yeah, really was doing that. What's happening. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Architect Eric Googler, 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 more than doubled the space of what was becoming known as the West Wing by adding a swimming pool in the West Terrace for the polio-stricken president and moved the Oval Office to the southeast corner. I love that he was like, let's put it in a pool. That's exactly what I would do. All I want yes. 
is a pool. Yeah. To me, that's always been this the the symbol of luxury. Oh, it's is total status. Yeah, and I'm I know never, not I've never above ground pool. shit. I mean, like a no, built in ground in the ground pool. pool. Yeah, I never yeah. had a pool. Nobody in my family's ever had a pool. No, I've always wanted a pool. I know. I would spend all day at the pool. I would too. I'd take my drinks out there. I would spend all day. Gosh, man. I, know. I get it. I get it. A new East Wing was constructed in 1942. Its cloakroom transformed into a movie theater. How big was this cloakroom? <laughs> <laughs> it's just for the it's ones. The it's just the president. There's just a single just chair large, and he's going to watch like, Christmas in Connecticut when it comes out. It's a closet. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm assuming it's a giant room, but it's crazy that they... They're like, we don't need this cloakroom anymore. What can we do with this gaping room? I know. Let's put a movie theater in it. A movie theater in. Let's show some Nickelodeons, which they weren't called that at this point. They were proper movies, but. They were proper movies, yeah. But that's okay. A final major overhaul took place after Harry Truman entered office in 1945 Quote, with structural problems mounting from the 1902 installation of floor-bearing steel beams, most of the building's interior was stripped bare as a new concrete foundation went in place. The Trumans helped redesign most of the staterooms and decorate the second and third floors, and the president proudly displayed the results during a televised tour of the completed house in 1952. I want to watch that. Me too. First of all, we have to watch that. Yeah. But also, I'm just like, the more we do these episodes, the more I'm like, is there nothing that Harry Truman did not do? I mean, this man was, he was trying to, he was trying to end the Second World War. He Mm -hmm. was dropping bombs on Japan, atomic bombs on Japan. And then he was, and then he was like trying to create peace. And then right after that, it's like, and now let's redo the house. I mean, no idle hands for Harry S. Truman. No, he's like, hold on, let me sign that treaty. Great, the cameras are here. Excellent. This okay, is the while state we're actually room. while we're here, we've actually been redoing. We've been redoing the entire building, sort of while we've been ending this war. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You know, I just just a little side project I've been working just, on. Yeah, yeah. Just a gut reno. Just to yeah. ever watch Fixer Upper. It's exactly like that. All shiplap. <laughs> All shiplap. <laughs> I want to know if that swimming pool is still there. I'm. Sh- it has to be. I hope it is. What are they going to do? Fill it up? Like, I hope it is. I hope it's not also like the swimming pool in Orange is the New Black. That was like, a, you know, like it was just like completely abandoned and they like mm. hid out in it during the riot. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. where is it? I Why do we never see it? I want to see the swimming pool. Because you don't want to see the president in swim trunks unless it's Obama who fully has six pack. That is the only. Yep. He fully has abs. Yep. And that's post-presidency. Yeah. And he had them going in. That man had them going in. He did. He did. Yeah. Following a 1978 study to assess the exterior paint. (laughs) Yes. What a study that was. Up to 40 layers were removed in some areas, allowing for repairs of deteriorated stone. Dang. Stop painting the White House. Jesus Christ. That's like every what? Like five years? They're like, here's another one. Here we go. Yeah, it's every presidential administration. They, like, did a new coat of paint almost. Yep. Meanwhile, 
the Carter administration, Mm -hmm. (laughs) love them, set about adjusting to a new information age by installing the White House's first computer and laser printer. Get it, Jimmy? Jimmy? Carter, man of the future. He's like, I want to Google stuff. I mean, Google wasn't around at this point, but he was like, I want to tippity type. Let's go. Let's go. We can put a man on the moon. I'm going to put a computer in the White House. I can typity type my memos and print them out and hand it to myself secretary i want that. i love it yeah i love it the internet made its debut in the mansion under the watch of george hw bush in 1992 sure yeah yeah i mean i feel like yeah you got it well if you if the no, internet like, comes I, out you, it goes to the yeah. white house first yes it goes to the white house first that that's it's full stop full stop full stop yeah. full stop so now we're going to talk a little bit about the current White House, and then Lily- Lizzie's going to hit us with some fun facts. Fun facts. So here's some stats about the current White House as she stands right now. In case you don't know, it's located at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, D.C. Perfect. Perfect. The White House today holds 142 rooms on six floors, the floor space totaling approximately 55,000 square feet. I want to get one of those rooms. I, I really know. do. There's so I many. Get into a non-essential room. Listen, they have 16 family guest rooms. Like there is space for you Put in this White in House. Put me in one of them. There I'm is family. Space. Yes. I my last name is Biden. Arden Walentowski Biden. Put me in the room. Put me in the room. It's not. That's funny. I thought it, that's funny. That was funny. It made me laugh. It made me laugh. It made me laugh. Look, listen. You whenever I can you make you me. laugh, I feel like a ching ching. Artem Wolontowski Biden. It's like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so 16 family guest rooms, 35 bathrooms. Jesus Christ. I, I love that. I love when there is double the bathrooms because you know what sucks is when you have to go number two and somebody's in the bathroom. Listen, I don't want to go number two and hold up, you know, the, you know, Angela Merkel because she, the Secretary I, like, of State, the Secretary of State. Like I'm, like I don't want to hold up, you know, peace in the Middle East because I got to take a dump. Like you got to take a dump. <laughs> it's very strategic. You're like every every head of state should be able to go to the bathroom. Yes, yes, and then at the yes. same time, at the same time, everybody, we're adjourning the meeting. Take your dumps. We'll be back. We'll readjourn. Twenty minutes. So according to the official White House webpage. The White House also has 28 fireplaces. Of course. Love a fireplace. Eight staircases. Mm. Three elevators. 412 doors. Dang. I know, it's a lot of doors. 147 windows. And it has a kitchen equipped to serve full dinner to up to 140 guests or hors d'oeuvres for a thousand plus visitors. You know, (laughs) just a cash, you know, Tuesday night past hors d'oeuvres. This is like a uh, like a, a wedding venue when they're talking about like their capacity. It's like we can either do one hundred for a seated dinner or two fifty for standing appetizers. It's like okay. <laughs> so, like we said, the exterior gets a new coat of paint every four to six years, which requires five hundred and seventy gallons of paint. Jeez, I mean it's big. They're just cleaning out a Home Depot. The White House has hosted long-standing traditions such as the Easter egg roll. It's literally just is an it, Easter egg hunt on the White House lawn, but they call it, it an Easter egg roll. That's what I thought, roll. but then I saw egg roll and I was like, is yes, this Yes, you think it's related to like Chinese food? It's not. Sure. It's just an Easter egg hunt. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. Could it be, could be a different name, I think. 
yes. I don't know why it's called a roll. I don't know Do they if roll like, at around? some point there was like a game where you rolled the sure. eggs and the name just stuck. I don't know. Sure. It's like the pardoning of the turkeys. Why do we still do this? I don't know. They also, the White House has also been host for other historic events like the 1987 nuclear arms treaty with Russia. Sure. Sure. Yeah. When you sort of reach the agreement that we're not going to blow each other up, let's have a party at the White House. Let's have a party. That's what it's there for. Yes. I mean, if you've got the space, you host the party. Like, you don't yeah. pack the 12 people into your tiny Studio West Village apartment no, in celebration. No, no, no. The person who has the brownstone is the one yep. who hosts. Is who's good. Yes, exactly right. Exactly That's, right. I mean, I don't make the rules. You're right. No, this is, it's, yeah. And the White House is the only private residence of a head of state open free of charge to the public. Hey. Hey, oh. At least we are number one in something. <laughs> <laughs> No admission. No no fee for admission. We love to no. see it. We love to see it. Yep. All right. Let's close it out on my favorite thing in the world, which is fun facts, fun facts, fun facts, fun facts, fun facts. Obviously, this building has a lot of fun facts, so we're just gonna we're just gonna bump bop around with some some fun facts. So first one up. <laughs> bit of a morbid one. <laughs> it's a morbid fun fact. Two presidents have also died in the White House, William Henry Harrison in 1841 and Zachary Taylor in 1850, as well as three first ladies, Letitia Tyler, Caroline Harrison, and Ellen Wilson. There are rumors of secret rooms in the building, but according to the White House Historical Association, the only, quote, secret passage is an emergency shelter built under the East Wing during the presidency of Franklin Roosevelt following the 1941 bombing of Pearl Harbor. So two things. Of course, the White House Historical Association is going to say there's no secret rooms. Because oh they're of secret. Right. Of course there are secret rooms. If you tell them that if you pull the handle in the library and the secret door opens up. No, 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 no. You know all those tourists are going to be like, which candlestick? Come on. Come on. There's definitely secret rooms. And if there's not, we're so lame. We're so lame and we're we're so behind. We're so lame to not have a head of state There are secret tunnels under Columbia that go from Columbia to Barnard. You're telling me there's no secret tunnels under the White House? Absolutely Come on. Come on. Vice President Dick Cheney used the passage, so the the secret um, shelter or the emergency shelter built under the East Wing following Pearl Harbor. Um, Dick Cheney used this during the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Yeah, I mean, the fact that there wasn't some sort of like bunker before, like we didn't build one for World War One. I mean, I guess, I don't know, we had never been attacked in that way on U.S. soil. I don't know. It's yeah. crazy to me that that we didn't have a bunker prior to World War II, but well, especially since me. this building has been destroyed before. Like, did yeah. we not think? I about guess they that? never thought, "Let's go underground." Right. Let's go underground. I mean, Make- I guess World War II was like kind of the start of the bunker. That's true. If you think about it, I feel like that because bombs, because bombs, because bombs, because everything okay, else you would want to get out, right? Like, if the thing right. was on fire, you don't want to be in it. You want to get out of it. Whereas the yeah. bombs was like, where you couldn't go anywhere. Out was worse, potentially. Right. So you go right. in and you uh, hunker down. down on the bunker. Hunker in the bunker. Yeah. yeah. The Washington Post reports that President Donald Trump was likely sequestered there in the emergency shelter 
during a 2020 protest outside the White House. So we all remember this. And then he came out and he went to the church and, you know, held the Bible in front of the church. All the same. Upside all down. in the same. This was during the Black Lives Matter protests. Mm-hmm. According to a newspaper, at least two tunnels exist under the mansion. One connects to the Treasury Building and the other leads to the South Lawn. I mean, yeah, you got to have tunnels. You got to have, have tunnels. tunnels. You got to have tunnels, just like you have to have bunkers. You got to have tunnels. It was cold. They didn't have down back then. What was the president right. supposed to do? Like, go out in his, I don't know, That's wool insane. coat in the 10 degree weather? No, you got to have insane. a tunnel for the man. No, no, no. Got to have a tunnel. More fun facts. The name White House began to appear in newspapers before the War of 1812, so it caught on pretty quick. I feel yeah. like, you know, our great, the great founding fathers and people of the early 18s, late 19, 17th, you know, not titles and names weren't necessarily their strong suit, so they saw it and they were mm-hmm. like, this is a White House. Yes. Let's call it a the White, White House. House. Yes. There we go. Boom, yep. bang, boom. But it was President Teddy Roosevelt who, in 1901, designated the official name of the resident of the U.S. president to be the White House. So we had been calling it sort of casually, oh, it's the White House, it's the White House, the president's house, Hamana Shah. And then Teddy came in and was like, let's solidify the name. Let's get our branding cohesive. Yes. White House. Done. White House. Done. Yes. Because I feel like the emphasis is on, like, once it's official, it's like, it's the White House. But mm-hmm. before then, like, I kind of imagined them being like, the White House? Or the White, White as House. As opposed to the Red House. We're going to go to the White okay. one. We're going on to the White street, one. The White House. On down, the, down the street, yeah. Yep. yep. Previous names included the President's House, the Executive Mansion, the Presidential Palace, and the Presidential Mansion. It also commonly goes by the people's house because we are the people we elect the president. It's our house. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we don't get to sleep there, but that's just a sore spot. All right. We're going to get there. We're We're going to get get there. there. Mm -hmm. I I feel like we're going to get there. Mm -hmm. The Oval Office, which has served as the president's office since President William Howard Taft in 1909, is in fact oval shape and features the oak resolute desk gifted to President Rutherford B. Hayes by Queen Victoria in 1880 and made from boards of the British ship HMS Resolute. It has been used by nearly every president since, with the exceptions of Lyndon Johnson, Richard Nixon, and Gerald Ford. What, you're going to bring in your own desk? I know. Imagine being like, you know what, this Queen Victoria gifted desk. Made from a ship. Not my vibe. Made yes. from a ship. Made, made from, from a, ship. a full ship. Not a boat, a ship. Ship. I'm like, I'm going to bring in my Ikea-assembled desk uh-huh. instead. Like, yes. okay. Okay, like, guys. What did you think you were going to find that was better? Also, Lyndon Johnson, why? Like, if it was good enough for Kennedy. If it's good enough, if it's good enough for any, if it's good enough for anybody, it's good enough for you. Come on. Come on. It's good enough for Queen Victoria? Mm-hmm. I do love, I always wondered why it was called the Resolute Desk, and I always just kind of imagined that, like, it's because where we make resolute decisions. <laughs> <laughs> We're resolute about our decisions, but no, no. it's named after a fucking ship. <laughs> it's a ship. It's fully yeah. a ship. It's yeah. fully a ship, and we love that. We love that. Okay, final fun fact. The Situation Room known officially as the JFK Conference Room, is located in the West Wing basement and actually comprises several rooms. 
designated in 1961 by JFK as a space for crisis coordination. It was used by Johnson during the Vietnam War, and it's famously where President Barack Obama watched Osama bin Laden's killing by Navy SEALs. And we have that famous photograph of it's him, it's Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton's in there, like, and everybody is looking very stressed because yep. of what a night it was. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that they've essentially have created over time the White House to be a place where the president never has to leave. No. It's the original Google building. Like, Google yeah. employees never have to leave. There's a massage. There's a masseuse and a daycare and a cafeteria. Yep. yep. It, it, they got the idea from the White House. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's always it's always kind of like, I mean, obviously, I know it at this point, but it's like, oh, yeah, like, that's where, that's where they work. You know, like, they... Yep. Not only where they live, but also where they work. Yeah, it's just interesting. It's interesting. I get it. You don't want you don't want the president in traffic. You know, no. drunk drivers. There's no. a lot of dangers on the road. It's like the let's original keep them... work from home. It's the original work. It from is home. the original work from home. I wonder what Biden's work from home setup is like. I bet he doesn't have a tiny little desk like I do. No, I bet he doesn't have like a standing desk, so he's not sitting all the time. I bet Optimum doesn't ignore his calls. <laughs> I bet he has great Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Who gets to be the internet provider? Seriously, like, is that like choose? a contract that you have to vie for? And then like I every year you renegotiate? Certain. It is some sort of, because it has to be like secret and secure too. Because like yeah. people can hack Wi-Fi connections if I understand it correctly. So I imagine it's some, it's like one satellite. It's the president's satellite <laughs> that's giving internet. I don't know how internet works, but. I imagine. Did you know there's actual like literal cables under the like on the ocean floor? I learned that this fall. What? Like there's like legit hard. There's like physical infrastructure, which just blows my mind. Blows my mind. Because like what are there's? Is it going over the trench? The trench is not small. Is yeah. it suspended? Well, I have so many well, questions. Well, it's also like, you mean to tell me that if my if my iPhone drops in, a, in an inch of water, it's not going to work anymore, but we can put full-ass cables in the bottom yep. of the ocean? Let's get it together. Exactly. Come I on. want that protection for my phone. Exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. Because we'll sometimes we'll I see. leave my phone in the back pocket, and then I go to the bathroom and, boop, and it just, in the toilet. Yep. It really sucks. I've dropped mine in the toilet, too. Yep. We all have. We all have. You've been there. We've been there. We've all been there. We're all human. We're all citizens of the United States, except a lot of Those our listeners aren't. Not. But you know, <laughs> but you know what I but mean. We we, too, we're all and united. We hear that you also occasionally drop your phone in very unfortunate places. Exactly, and that's what we can sort of unite on and come together. You know, at, on a common cause, really. Yeah. But that is our White House episode, you guys. I mean, yeah, she's she's. She's cool. I think she's, she's cool. cool. She's cool. I think she's great. Yeah. She's been All through the a lot. buildings that we have. I'm like, okay, I, you yeah. know, I don't have a lot of arguments about like the structure of it all or, you know, whatever. No. I'm like, this is great. This is great. No, I feel no like we opinion. made a solid house. Yeah. You know, we found she, a good name. It makes for great pictures when it's snowy yeah. on the White House lawn. Very really nice. adorable. Yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm all about it. I'm all yeah. about it. 
And if you're all about it, and if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. You can rate us, you can review us, you can subscribe to us. And as you know, we love you so, so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.